pals, this is Blaine Hill with the Simply Stated Podcast coming to you from Lake Murray Presbyterian Church. Today is Tuesday, August 11th, 2020. Our Bible passage for today comes from the prophet Isaiah in the 58th chapter. You might notice a little difference in the sound quality today. I broadcast this podcast uh, across YouTube and Facebook as we were rehearsing some of our audiovisual equipment for this upcoming week, trying to resolve a few problems. I hope you can hear it clearly. I have something to ask of you. I wonder if you would go to iTunes and give the podcast a five-star rating. It really would be a help. I have something to offer you as well. In the next few weeks, you should hear a trailer for a new podcast that I'm starting, a podcast about Christian leadership. So that's something to look forward to coming soon. That podcast is called Leaders Learning and will come out about twice a month. God bless, and hope to see you soon, one way or the other. Our reading is from the prophet Isaiah today. This is the passage that I concluded the sermon, with which I concluded the sermon on Sunday. This is in the the last part of Isaiah, which is really a book about hope. Is this not the fast that I choose? To loose the bonds of injustice to undo the thongs of the yoke, to let the oppressed go free and break every yoke? Is it not to share your bread with the hungry and bring the homeless poor into your house when you see the naked to cover them and not hide yourself from your own kin? Then your light shall break forth like the dawn and your healing shall spring up quickly. Your vindication, your vindicator shall go before you. The glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard. Then you shall call and the Lord will answer. You shall cry for help and he will say, here I am. If you remove the yoke from among you, the pointing of the finger, the speaking of evil, if you offer your food to the hungry and satisfy the needs of the afflicted, Then your light shall rise in the darkness and your gloom be like the noonday. The Lord will guide you continually and satisfy your needs in parched places and make your your bones strong. And you shall be like a watered garden, like a spring of water whose water never fails. Your ancient ruins shall be rebuilt. You shall raise up the foundations of many generations. You shall be called the repairer of the breach, the restorer of streets to live in. If you refrain from trampling the Sabbath, from pursuing your own interests on my holy day, if you call the Sabbath a delight, And the holy day of the Lord honorable. If you honor it, not going your own ways, serving your own interest, or pursuing your own affairs, then you shall take delight in the Lord. And I will make you ride upon the heights of the earth. I will feed you with the heritage of your ancestor Jacob, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. This is the word of the Lord. There's a lot there. I hope the words themselves are encouraging to you and refreshing to you. Two things I'd like to point out. 
One where it talks about uh, the strength that you make your bones strong. I was talking to someone just this morning who had uh, trouble with their knee, and so they had a small surgery uh, uh, laparoscopically to clean out the meniscus, the little cartilagey part between in our in our knee. Uh, and it's been you know a couple of weeks for them to rehab the knee. And this guy had been really good about exercising uh, recently, and uh, but his joint uh, needed some attention. And how amazing it is that we live in an age where we have such skill to make orthopedic repairs, uh, to to be able to go in and take a knee that would have been debilitating a century ago. This guy would have probably had to walk with a cane for the rest of his life, and that would have negatively impacted his the rest of his health. But now we live in an age where we're able to uh, repair so many of those orthopedic afflictions. I mean, think of the replacement of knees or hips, even larger surgery, and people who would be in a wheelchair are able to walk about with uh, health. And in fact, uh, I know I know another guy who's in his mid eighties, and uh, he is able to after having I know one hip replaced, maybe both of them, is ill still able to play tennis. He plays doubles now. His doctor said he can't play singles tennis, but he plays double ten- doubles tennis now. And uh, because he's played so long, he can't move as fast, but he, he can move the ball across the court pretty quick and run his op- opponents into the ground. Uh, that's just amazing to me. I imagine that was almost unthinkable in the time that Isaiah was written, um, that once your bones started to go, strengthening them again was really not a possibility. Uh, So it was quite the miracle to think about in their day. That kind of restoring to vigor and health is the promise of Isaiah. And how does that come about? Well, there's a a lot of action steps, if you will, hardly maybe a strange way to put it. But one of the things that Isaiah calls God's people to is to refrain from trampling the Sabbath, from pursuing your interest on my holy day. Now, uh, for many years, uh, Christians have, have understood that to mean that, well, nothing should be open, no businesses should be open, no non-essential businesses. Boy, there's a complicated phrase now. But things that didn't happen to ha- ha- did not have to happen on Sunday would be closed. I mean, you, you generally, you know, you don't have to buy shoes on Sunday. You generally wait till Monday, right? But uh, um, a pharmacy... That's something, you know, an emergency room is something we need to be able to access on the Sunday. And that was the kind of division dairy had to work on Sunday because cows have to be milked every day of the week. So there was some work that people recognized had to be done on a Sunday, and as a society, we took the day off. Um, Presbyterians were pretty strong on that, as a matter of fact. Traditionally, folks in the Reformed Church did not go out to eat on Sunday uh, because they wanted they didn't want to employ someone make them to work on Sunday. I'm not sure it always worked out that way, but that was the ideal. But I think we need to think more deeply in our society about uh, this command, refrain from trampling the Sabbath or pursuing our own interests on God's holy day. Um, We live in such a society where often we're encouraged to pursue our own interests. Really, that's the 
the strange paradox of modern-day capitalism, right, that private vice makes for public virtue. We're not going to unpack that now, but if you remember a history or economics class, uh, that was an idea that was present in Scottish um, economic thought, that people will pursue what they, what's for their own good, and that will contribute to the larger good, that having a, a thriving business economy would be good for everyone. But we live in a world where often people would pursue, we'll pursue our own interest without any regard to our neighbor. Maybe one of the things that being shut down in many ways uh, for the last six months will remind us that the richest things in life aren't things that you can purchase. Uh, A friend of mine made a joke once. He, He said, you know, money, we all know money can't buy happiness, but you know, money can buy a jet ski. If you, have you ever seen somebody running a jet ski wide open that wasn't smiling like, like a goon? No. Um, but of course money can't buy us happiness. And uh, while these last months are not the way any of us would want them to be, um, I think it has been an opportunity for us to be reminded that being with our family uh, in our home is a rich treasure. And when we can't be with our extended family, uh, it's hard that that's something that we might take, have taken advantage for granted in the past. But being with the people, uh, that we love and treasure, who raised us, who support our children, that network of care and family, it's far more valuable than we probably realized in the past. I know that that's been the case for me. I've talked more on the phone and just yakking with my family uh, than I, I did. I, I have done that more this year than I think I've ever done in the past. I hang out with my siblings, though we live in three different states. Uh, we hang out on a phone call or a FaceTime or an app uh, in a way that we just haven't done in the past. It's, I've really enjoyed it, and it's made me think, boy, this would be fun if we could do this together, uh, face-to-face. And uh, to get back to Isaiah, I think that's a, a, a valuable piece that perhaps we've not paid attention to as a larger society. Um, that if we just pursue our own, all pursue our own interests, uh, we end up trampling, not just on the holy day, but trampling on each other. And especially trampling on people who don't have power. That gets me back to uh, the, the thing I mentioned a minute ago, that traditionally Presbyterians, Calvinists, Reformed folks, would not go out to eat a meal uh, after church on Sunday. And that may be a surprise to many of you. But uh, instead would eat at home. And the idea was they, did, they wanted the people who worked in the restaurant to be able to have a day off. A friend of mine from seminary, uh, he, when he was a little boy, he remembers that his grandmother would pile up the dishes uh, in the sink on Sunday and wouldn't wash them, which the other six days of the week was unheard of for her. She was very fastidious in her housekeeping. But on Sunday, she piled up the dishes, she filled, she filled the sink with water and let them soak because she wasn't you know, a bad woman. Um, but she didn't wash the dis- dishes to make sure that she was honoring the Lord's Day and getting the kind of rest that she needed. Well, as a society, I, I don't think we've paid attention to that. We have, in our effort to seek our own interest, how often are we trampling on other people not just on Sunday, but every day of the week. Uh, and this is what Isaiah is drawing our attention to. 
if uh, we're going to live as God's people, if we hope to have our lives strengthened, our bones made strong, we need to observe our neighbors in need, uh, those who are under oppression. That's what a yoke is. It's, a, it's being forced to carry a weight. That's the other word, Isaiah. Bonds of injustice and the thongs of the yoke. Uh, as long as people are oppressed in our society, then we're not yet living up to what God, God calls us to do. Of course, that's very complicated, sure, and it's very uh, interwoven with lots of social policy and social issues uh, that I don't fully understand, and I, I bet you don't fully understand either. But as a nation, I don't think we can say that we have uh, attended to the needs of others in the way that God calls us to fully yet. And um, so it is important that we attend to each other's needs. I think that's important. Um, That's what makes it important for us uh, to make sure we're in conversation with people who uh, feel crushed by the way we organize our lives, Uh, people who are forced to work instead of being at home. Well, for example, some families... Uh, the mom and dad may be living together with the kids, but they, they've done the math. And if they get married, which would greatly reinforce the strength of their family, it would cost them in taxes or cost them in medical care. Uh, and so they just can't do the math to work it forward. That's a terrible situation for our, our, our society to be in because the bonds of marriage are one of the great props of people and of family and of society as a whole. So we need to pay attention to people who are being trampled on as people seek their own interest. This is is why I think it's important that we as white folks, well, all of us, pay attention to what uh, the protests around police violence are saying. And that doesn't mean we're going to agree with everything. We're not going to agree. But paying attention to the, the questions and difficulties that our black neighbors are raising is really important to hear Is there a yoke to be taken off, a bond of oppression that needs to be loosed? Um, We'll probably find there is. Again, I don't know the policy to do that. Yeah, we could flip the coin and look at uh, the kind of obligations we've placed on our police officers. Peace officers are out and they have to uh, essentially work as social workers as well, work they're not trained to do uh, or really empowered to do. Is that a bond that we've placed on them. At any rate, I I hope that as you hear the words of Isaiah, you will be inspired to say, how can we seek the rest of our neighbor? Not the rest of our neighbors, but how is it we can live our lives? What are the decisions that we can make that will make sure that we're not only not trampling on the Lord's day, but what we're really not doing is trampling on people made in the image of God, our neighbors. Let me close by reading just a few verses uh, more. I'll, re- I'll repeat these. If you refrain from trampling the Sabbath, from pursuing your own interest on my holy day, if you call the Sabbath a delight and the holy day of the Lord honorable, if you honor it, not going your own way, serving your own interest, or pursuing your own affairs, then you shall take delight in the Lord. I certainly could use more delight in my life. I don't know that any there's anyone who wouldn't benefit from honest and wholesome delight in their creator, the God who loves them. Why don't we pray together?
and then each of us pursue our day wherever God may lead us. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for this technology that unites us and allows us to hear, to listen, and to share. God, we pray that we would be people who pursue the good of our neighbors and not just our own interests. We pray that we would do that as individuals in our family, as families in our neighborhood, as neighborhoods in our community. As our community, we would pursue the good of our neighbors for our state and for our country. God, help us to live for others as you have done in your son, Jesus. We pray in his name. Amen. So good to be with you today. I think the technology worked, which gives joy to my heart. And I hope to see you soon, one way or another. God bless.